Hey y'all, this is Chef Arlisha, owner of Better Than Your Mamas at Better Than Your Mamas Kitchen at Chef Leisha B. And you are now tuned in to the Speak Up podcast with Vernisa and Jen. Hello everyone, my name is Vernisa. Hey y'all, this is Jen. And this is our podcast, Speak, Speak Up. Up. What's up, Jen? Hey girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Glad that we made it to episode 29. 29, 2, 9, you know, like February 9, like my birthday. Oh, it's coming up. <laughs> Aquarius season. Hey. For those of you that don't know, me and Jen are best friends and we created this podcast to use our voices to motivate people to overcome life's challenges through self-love and respect absolutely self-love and respect are two things that are very important to us yes i completely agree um so jen what is our title today our title today is called more love less pressure oh i like that i wonder what that's a reference to <laughs> i promise y'all it's nothing kinky nothing sexual <laughs> the complete opposite complete actually opposite actually so um the theme of this of this episode is um going is going off of like you know growing up fast within you know the family circles and the dynamics and expectations so we're basically talking about how like you know me and Jane were both the oldest so it's like we experienced a lot of um pressure growing up you know like having to grow up fast you know setting an example for our our siblings and things like that so we just really want to debunk like some of the struggles that we went through growing up with this and how like you know just we use it as a way to move forward within our lives Mm -hmm. yeah definitely so you know, that's pretty much why we're talking about this. Um, I feel like a lot of our listeners can probably relate also being the oldest. I mean, technically I'm not the oldest, but I was the oldest in the household, um, growing up with the siblings. So, you know, there's definitely certain family expectations that come from that. Like, you know, Oh, like you said, you have to be the example for the siblings. Um, you have to kind of, you know, take care of them as well when the parents aren't home type of thing. Um, you know, there's just like certain pressure that we go through being the oldest one. And I feel like that goes neglected or yeah, talking about it at least goes neglected in the sense where like we just kind of think it's normal for us to have these expectations. When in reality, we were kids, too. You know, I know with you, like our siblings are close in age, you know, as far as like we're not like 20 years older than our siblings or even 15 or 10 years. We're like, you know, four or five years for me. I'm a year and a half older than my brother. So it's not like I really was that much older in order for me to have these expectations from the family that I could actually take care of him and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I want to add on to that. Like me, I'm I'm the oldest. I have two brothers and two sisters. And oftentimes, like I see myself having to be the glue Mm -hmm. of the family and all. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate with being the glue of the family. Like you kind of lose yourself having to keep everybody together and everyone's looking at you. And it's like it's hard to like practice your own self-love, your own self-care and realize what do I need and want out of life? Because Mm -hmm. you're so focused on trying to make sure everybody else is good, you know? Yeah. And also being the oldest, I feel like you see the most and then you understand the most fastest, you know, like seeing my mom uh, with my dad when it was an unhealthy thing, my biological dad, it was just not a good thing growing up, you know, and I feel like out of my brother and I, I was the one to really understand it and see it the most. And then growing up, my mom used to vent to me the most. I don't know if it's because I was the girl or the oldest, but it was probably a combination of the both. But yeah, like you said, you know, it's easy for us to lose ourselves in that. And I feel like 
we almost internalize that pressure where we grow up thinking like, oh, I can't mess up. I can't let my family down, you know, or my mom down or whomever the parent is. Um, and I feel like a lot of older siblings go through this, especially if you grew up in a family, in a toxic family dynamic. Yeah. And, and like you said, the pressure is real. Um, with me, for example, like, you know, I see my mom go through a lot, like, you know, different relationships she was in, you know, me and my siblings, we were, we were split apart. And with me, my gateway was school. Like I had to, I was like, I had to say, okay, I, had to, I have to get everybody out of this. How can I, what's being this young age, what could I do? So I always was just focused. Like I kept my grades high. I was like, I want to go to college. I want to do this because I had no choice. It was like, I could sit here and, you know, fall into the dynamics of what I see growing up and just let that affect me or I can you know be the positive change and try to do something about it but little did I know it's like it it really is like a do or die type of thing mm -hmm. you know and, and like you just it allows you to like to feel stuck and to feel like sorry and then when the pressure comes in even more like like you said it's like I can't let them down mm -hmm. you know I think for me personally it was more so like I was trying to shield my brother from seeing anything that was going on. Like anytime my parents were arguing or something, I would make sure that we would be away from our parents. Like we would go outside and play or, you know, we would watch a movie together, anything to distract him from the reality of what was going on at home. And I feel like I took a lot of that even in school, you know, because I didn't really grow up talking to anybody about what I saw at home. It would be more so like, okay, I need to protect my brother, but I didn't think about who was protecting me from all of this, mm -hmm. you know? And as the older sibling, like, um, you kind of grow up like wanting to be not the parent, but like, you know, just making sure that everybody else is good. But then what about you? Like that, I think that's one of the negative effects of this pressure that happens. Um, because then nobody asks how you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's checking up on baby Vernisa, you know, baby Jen, like, um, you know, it's kind of just expected that, Oh, they're older. It's okay. They'll take care of themselves type of thing. Yeah. And I want to say like the, the, ne the negative effects that even could, um, could uh, lead to self doubt because you're, you're like forced to um you're forced to make that change and if you don't or if you do slip up it's like you're beating yourself up extra hard because it's like what do I, or like if something does happen to one of your siblings or something you still blame yourself even if it ain't your fault you know what i mean and um or like for me personally like seeing my mom like you know like my, my, you know my parents grew up like you know they we didn't have all, a lot of money growing up and things like that seeing that even though like I knew I wasn't in a place to make that change and I still was harder on myself because it's like I wish I can do something mm -hmm. you know knowing I still couldn't do anything at that moment yeah I think that's one of the toughest parts about being the older sibling and understanding um like you said though like taking the fault for a lot of things like I know in order to protect my brother you know from my dad when I was younger I used to take the blame for a lot of things because I wanted to make sure he didn't get hit you know or he didn't get scolded like um so I feel like with that we take it with us as we're older you know and then we're looked at the sibling who made the most mistakes or something you know or we're kind of like the trial run for the parents you know it sucks to say this you know don't get me wrong I absolutely love my mom I wouldn't have wanted to grow up any other way I think it made me strong in a lot of areas to be the older sibling in the household um but it also showed me a lot of the realities that our parents are human that they're not perfect you know we can't put them on this pedestal either and I feel like there was a lot of trial and error between my family dynamic growing up and now that I'm older it's like I realize certain things that maybe could have been different could have been better growing up yeah 
I completely agree. And um, I want to say too, like, you know, going off what you said, like, it is like, I feel like it's a feeling of less love, you mm-hmm. know, for the older sibling, because it's like, I don't know, I can't explain it. I feel like when I was growing up, like, my mom was harder on me. Like, she didn't let me go outside. Like, she was just, I wouldn't even call that less love. But yeah, she was like more strict on me. And, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, something happened, I was quick to get a whooping, things like that. But like, when my siblings came along, it was like, you know it was they got away with more things yeah. like my brother especially and it's like well what was the difference like why you know he didn't get that same treatment mm-hmm. you know what I mean like how like when the other kids came it was just more you know and it's like we were so pushed to be like we got to be this certain way we got to you know what I mean but like when it gets to the other kids it's like okay well they messed up it's okay but when you got that you slipped on a grade it was a problem that's so true i don't know if you've seen i think it's the care.com commercial where it's like saying first child and then the mom's like running like a background check and you know fingerprints and all this stuff on the babysitter because it's her first child she wants to make sure that you know her baby's protected and stuff but then the second child it's like you know the babysitter shows up with like piercings and tattoos and stuff and the mom's more lenient on what she's looking for in a babysitter i feel like the same kind of applies as far as like the the expectations you know with the first sibling or the older sibling it's like yep you can't mess up on your grades mm-hmm. you know all these strict Boys. rules and stuff yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like because we're girls or we were yeah. girls now we're women um we got a lot of that like mm-hmm. i remember repeatedly you know once my stepdad came into the picture it was like you better not get pregnant you know you better not do this um you know don't be having too many boyfriends or you know too many friends who are guys in general like stuff like that especially coming from a latino background like you know my my parents were very strict on me as far as that goes like i couldn't sleep over at friends houses or anything but yet my brother could you know sleep over at a friend's house two nights in a row and it wasn't a problem so it's like you know the double standards kind of affected us in that way too and i feel like that led to us seeing less love from our parents um and like you said though maybe not less love but just you know not feeling it as more as much as our siblings did yeah and i feel like also being the oldest child i feel like the parents are, are it's, it's easier for them to take out like what what they what they did when they were younger on the youth because like come on our parents had their days when they did what they did so i think when they finally have a kid it's like uh-uh my child ain't doing you know and it's like and i think we just get the wrath of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it just it make it like makes it worse than what it is and then it's like when the other kids come it's like okay like whatever but i think that's why we, you know we were pressed on harder you know what i mean <laughs> And I just feel like this whole thing, like, it just pushed us to grow up faster. Mm. You know, um, like I said, seeing what I seen so, growing up and stuff, like, you know, yeah, I was, I was forced to step up. Like, my mom had to work long hours. Like you said, watching the kids, I remember having to, like, you know, feed them, make sure they're in bed, things like that. And just do what I had to do to make sure my mom was good and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, there's parts of, like, my childhood I didn't get, I didn't get to enjoy because, like, those years I was supposed to be a teenager and stuff. It's, like, you know, a part of it was, like, half a parent mm-hmm. at the same time. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, I feel like stuff, like, having that in me followed me as I was older because it's, like, you're no longer seen as a kid anymore, even though I technically was still a kid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I think for me it was kind of, like, okay, now that I'm older, 
my brother can take care of himself, but I also learned how to take care of myself from a very young age that I didn't tell my parents a lot of the things that I was doing. Like I didn't tell my mom I was in band, you know, or doing musicals mm -hmm. or, um, you know, going to soccer practice, things like that, because I just felt like there was no point, mm -hmm. you know, like nobody really cared to come see me or anything. Um, so I feel like a lot of my successes or, you know, even things that I was passionate about, I couldn't share with my parents at that time because mm -hmm. I was already doing my own thing in my head. I was so independent and I had been so independent for so long that it was just like, okay, it's my life, you know? And I feel like as a 13, 14 year old, you shouldn't do that. You know, you should be able to still share with your parents and stuff. And again, that was my choice. I could have shared with my parents more, but it was already that mentality of like, Jen, just you got you take care of yourself and keep going, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Cause it's like, when you are like breaking the cycle and doing things, it kind of is, you're kind of alone doing it. Cause it's like related to school and stuff. I couldn't really go to my parents for help on my homework. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm already doing things, you know, I was already breaking the cycle and doing things that like my parents haven't done before. Yeah. And stuff. so it's like, you kind of had to figure it out on your own. Like doing my college apps, I had to figure out how, how yeah. to get it in you know, things like that. It's like, also too, you know, I feel like when you're breaking the cycle, you're questioned a lot. You're like, well, why are you doing, you know, like people don't understand when you want to make a spontaneous move, go to a different state, do something different. Cause it's like, you're, you're going against the grain, you mm -hmm. know, when you are setting those boundaries, you are trying to be in healthier relationships, create healthier relationships. Everyone in the family is looking at you crazy. Cause they're, cause the, the trauma and the, the toxic cycles are so normalized. Yeah. No, that's very true, actually. And then also, you know, like you said, because you're doing things that are so different from everybody um, and being seen as that glue to change things or hold a family together, it's like you're kind of on this pedestal. It's an invisible pedestal, of course, but it's like you see it as like you can't let your family down mm -hmm. you know you see it as like well i made it this far independently you know i did well in school now it's time to apply for college so it's like i really can't let my parents down i remember when i was applying for college i was like yes you know like i graduated high school i didn't get pregnant you know and <laughs> i've made it this far it's like little pressure milestones that i was checking off on my list you know like okay my mom always wanted me to go to college so let me go to college you know and once i graduated college it was like bam you know like another milestone and i feel like it's been really hard to get rid of being like feeling like on that pedestal mm -hmm. you know because even now i'm still looked at as the one in the family to try and break the cycle you know try and liberate our us from the traumas and you know the debt and all that stuff yeah so it's like like you said, it's normalized almost in the sense of us feeling this way, but it's it's not normal, you know. And then looking back, I realized I didn't really have a childhood where I could just enjoy making mistakes, uh, you know, crying, throwing tantrums and stuff. I always had to be that kid who was obedient. Yeah. And looking back at the college that we went to, like a lot of people, like their parents paid for their school, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, they were there. Yeah. They had that money to fall back on. And it's like, I'm here, I'm still helping my parents, you know, while I'm in school and doing things like that. So it's like a different type of grind. I feel like, you know, we had the shit both of us had to have being in school, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, I'm not just doing this for me. I can't just take this opportunity for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I feel like it, it allows you to grow up faster because it's like, when you think about it, when you look at people who were um, in school and stuff like that, like when they're parents are basically taking care of them while they're getting through school and stuff that's supposed to honestly be 
how it's supposed to be you know Mm -hmm. like your parent but when you you're growing up faster when you already learning how to take care of your parents at a young age you know and it's it's it it could be very um it could be very challenging like i'm not like knocking where i came from and things like that but it it was something that i had to wake up to and like well okay keep going because you want to be able to impact your family more and help you know do do what you can as you get more successful Mm -hmm. and i guess that's like one of the blessings in disguise Mm -hmm. of growing up like this where Mm -hmm. it's like we know we can be that change we know we can do something different for our families and bring them out of all Mm -hmm. these you know generational cycles that we come from so of course like i think us having that struggle of having to maintain ourselves during college years you know like um it really prepared us for what is to come, you know, and it helped keep us with that tunnel vision of like, okay, I have no other choice, but to keep going. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember once I finally graduated college, it's like, all right, you know, this is my chance. Like I'm going to start making a difference and stuff. That's why I've always been so focused on studies and just my future, because I know what I want for my family. I know I want to take them out of this struggle, but then I was forgetting to take care of myself for a lot of that you know time like i feel like in college because i was forced to be alone you know obviously i i met you you know but like i did a lot of self-reflection you know so i had to learn how to navigate life being independent but also just realizing when i do need help because i remember when i first got to college like i had a breakdown where i it was a moment where it's like i didn't want to be in college you know i i almost dropped out and everything and i remember at that moment i called my dad and I told him the situation and he was like, you know, whatever your decision is, I'm going to support you. But just know when you get back home, you have to get a job. And I think that was like my wake up call where it's like I've made it this far. I can't disappoint my family. You know, I've already applied. I'm six hours away from them. You know, like I have to just keep going. So in a way, that pressure has helped because it like snapped me back to reality to actually finish college. Yeah. And you doing what you got to do because you, you know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I often like to, you know, there's this, I mean, I've told you this before, the imagery of, of like what I say breaking the cycle is like, it's literally like, you know, you put your tile on the floor, you know, with, with, with a certain design and that your family has created. And you're literally, when you're breaking a cycle, you're literally painting your own design. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because you have to get your own colors, your own design down, and you're doing it by yourself and figuring out yourself. And everyone's looking at you like, why are you changing, the, you know, the tile d- dynamics on the floor? But you decide to make it prettier and stronger, but it is a lonely road while you're doing it, you know? And I think it's just very important to understand, like, like you said, why you're doing it and keeping that tunnel vision, not letting anything get to you, you know? Um, there was a time when, like, my family was going through a very hard time, and it, it, it took a big emotional drain on me, you know? But I had to I had to isolate myself and just stay focused and keep doing what I'm doing because it's like... My homegirl always tell me, put your mask on first, then help others put their mask on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we could sit here trying to help other people, you know, but if we, we ain't on the way together, we're just going to drown too, burn out of breath also. So we have to keep building what we can. So I like, it's it's some importance in that because it's like, you can't sell yourself short and you can't, you know, um, there was also like a recent time with my family where I had to realize I had to, my body and mind called out for help for mm-hmm. myself to so where like, okay, shut off literally completely sh- shut the switch and take care of you first and see what you need because um it's it's just healthy to have those boundaries and, and know when it, it's okay to tell people no including family yeah i think honestly you should have some of the most boundaries with family yeah. because you're so comfortable you know there's a different level to family dynamics that sometimes we take for granted we may cross the line <clears throat> excuse me so we 
forget that we need us, Mm -hmm. you know, you need you every single day in order for you to make that change in order for you to even be there for yourself, you know? So when the family is just becoming too much, um, and you really can't take it and it's showing physically and emotionally, mentally, you need to step back. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done that a few times also where it's like, there's just too much going on at home and I can't do it no more. You know, at least for that moment, we can't always be that rock, that glue. That's not our job. You know, like even our parents, it's not their job necessarily to hold it all together. It's as a family, we all need to come together. That's why we're under the same roof, sharing the same, you know, problems and struggles but it's not all up to one person and i feel like as the older sibling and growing up fast we forget about that yeah we definitely do because like we spend our life serving others you know Mm -hmm. one of my one of my biggest um things in life that i live by is just really wanting to be a great role model for my siblings but it's like what cost is that Mm -hmm. you know um i had to really sit down and reflect like i have to be in my right mind i have to be completely right within so i can lead by example do all that but i can't do that if i'm you know pulling myself apart trying to please everybody you know what i mean so it's like when i get that time to charge up find out what i want and build then i can be the reflection of that but it takes that inner work you know apart from everybody to to do that because i'm gonna be real when you are the glue in the family you're the kind one you're the one everyone could call you're the one helping people with you know with their bills and things like that People sometimes take that for granted, including family, because it's like, oh, Jen's always there, Nini's, all, you know, Renisa's always there, you know, I could call, you know, and it's like, it turns, it could turn to mental abuse after a while, because it's like, and then when at one, t- one or two times you do say no, all of a sudden, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you, da, 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 in, and you're that's when it becomes there. toxic, you're never yeah. there, and, you know, and the worst is when you do a lot for people, and they don't appreciate it and then um you know, you finally say no, and then it's like, you never did anything, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, um you shouldn't have to remind people in your family everything that, that everything that you have done for them you know it should be healthy boundaries where you respect i had to learn i have to what i had to learn is respect and how important it is for people in my family to respect me mm-hmm. you know and honestly it was the best decision i ever made was really just to pick myself and you know make people understand like i'm you know um make make people understand that i can distance myself and be okay with that yeah and you know my time is worthy and for people to appreciate my presence yeah oof well said mic drop i'm just kidding <laughs> Man. <laughs> no but in all honesty that was very well said i mean it's very true like like we always said you know at the end of the day you have to be the one who's okay you know and mm-hmm. if you're not then you need to step back and realize that sometimes the family is toxic or certain family members um i've also noticed that like being the older sibling it affects our relationships with other people you know like you said we spend so much time serving others that i feel like in relationships i've tended to be that person you know like um always making sure that the other person's good or you know giving so much of my time to them that i've neglected my own goals you know um not really paying attention to how my own behavior is affecting me but then also realizing i'm too independent i remember one time you told me this that like sometimes i'm too independent for my own good and you know we're always taught to be like independent women you know hey shout out to destiny's child (laughs) you know but like which isn't a bad thing but there comes a point where it's like i needed somebody and i didn't realize it because i was so afraid to need somebody so afraid to let people know that i'm not as independent as i look yeah because it's just i feel like it's just a part of the survival mode that you naturally have in you it's like okay 
I'm all like who, who ain't got me I got me I got me and that's like I feel like it's something that's always that we always tell ourselves like when someone does want to step in and love us or be there for us it's like what what like no I got it and with me with other relations I tend to want to control things not like in an authoritative way or anything <laughs> it's just like I'm so used to driving the boat like I'm the one steering the wheel with everything because I'm you know I'm the oldest you know I've always just done everything myself like when I wanted to in my own time like I like taking my car everywhere I go like no when I got my car like I don't even like riding in the car with people like things like that because it's just it's just um it's embedded in me you know what I mean or or um like I'm so used to like being the, the motivator of my family trying to you know speak speak motivation into people so like i would catch myself like dealing with certain men i'm the one trying to uplift them and stuff and it's like i need that too i need someone who's giving who i want to learn from somebody you know i'm so used to teaching but i need to learn how to be a student too and learn or or um deal with a person who's giving me value versus me just being the value yeah that's true you know now that you mentioned this like without even realizing I've stepped into a role of serving others, even in my job, you know, like as being in the social services industry, like you're constantly seeing how you can serve other people and help counsel them and, you know, just be there for them at all times. And you have to be that rock, like making sure you're good, you're in the right headspace, no matter what is going on. And I feel like the same has been applied to the relationships that I've had. Like I've been the counselor, I've been the mediator, you know, making sure that even though the fight, the argument is between us, I still have to be that third neutral person at the same time so it's like I'm almost split between you know one of the arguers as well as that mediator and it's exhausting when you don't get that back you know or you know not even realizing when someone is trying to love you and stuff and you know like I've met good men along the way of course um things haven't worked out for whatever reason but at the same time like when I've reflected back it's always been me making sure they're good in every single way possible you know and I'm not saying they didn't make sure I was good but it's just like it's different you know not realizing that it's not reciprocated that is so true Ooh, well said best friend it also y'all affects the relationships with ourselves you know Mm -hmm. honestly um me speaking from example like like jim was saying like that urge to want to serve others i feel like it it affects the relationship with myself because i'm i'll forget about me Mm -hmm. because like i could be sitting you know like i'll be one i could be having some time that i could spend free but i'm still trying to figure out how i can help somebody else which isn't a completely a bad thing, but it's like you still owe yourself to yourself and you cannot forget that because your body will call 911 for that, mm-hmm. you know, because the day comes where you just be completely drained and you have no choice but to shut down. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was a rough patch with my brother going on with the family some months ago. Um, and I realized like I was taking that with me everywhere I went. It was at work, at the gym. Uh, grocery shopping even right when I woke up it was the first thing on my mind and I realized like I was just taking in all of that family trauma and the drama as well and not doing anything for me that eventually I stopped going to the gym you know um, I even stopped talking about it to other people like I was just like trying to figure things out on my own how to deal with the family stuff rather than realizing I need to take care of my mental health if I'm even going to begin to deal with any of this it wasn't my issue to even try to resolve in the first place but being that older sibling being that glue you want to fix the problem without realizing it's not yours to fix mm-hmm. no that's true and then when you when you get so uh, sucked into that when your own life problem starts to happen you don't even know how to react because mm-hmm. you're just so 
drained from everything else, you know? So it's good you took a pause for yourself, you know? And honestly, y'all, all this stuff relates to self-love, you know? It relates to self-love because despite your family title, you are still picking you because mm-hmm. we we have, we have wear so many hats in this life. Our job, who we are in our family, you know, if we have kids, things like that, um, whatever, our, everything like about our life, our creative side. But today you are still you through mm-hmm. that and you still owe that love to yourself despite. And I feel like family, it's a touchy subject because our family has the most effects, effect over us. Those are our, they're our family. They're not just somebody we could just cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could isolate from them for a little while. But in the day, that doesn't change someone from being your brother, from being your sister, from being your mother. So you still have to love them and learn. How, and sometimes you have to learn how to love from afar. But you have to remember it, it's essential, though, to give yourself the love that you need so you can be the, be, be the best version of you as that family member. Exactly. That servitude that you're willing to give to your family, give it to yourself first because you need to wake up every single day in order for you to continue being, you know, the one to change things or being there for your family in general. You know, your heart continues to be even as you sleep and it makes sure you weak. It makes sure you wake up every single morning. So the fact that your heart hasn't given up on you, you can't give up on you. Mm -hmm. You know, every single family member of yours has a heart of their own. So they need to continue fighting for themselves. It's not all up to you. We ain't the savers of the family. You know, that's not our job. Our only job is to save ourselves every single day. And if it's becoming too much, take a step back. It's okay to have those boundaries with family. Sometimes it is too much. We just need to say, you know what? I'm out for a little bit. I need to take care of me. Yeah. And like you said, it's about knowing knowing yourself outside of those roles. Like, you know, um, being the oldest of two brothers and two sisters, honestly, I had to take a step back and learn, like, some of the mistakes my siblings are going to make, they need to make them. You know, I had, a t- I had a time where, like, I just wanted to control every little thing they were doing. Like, if I found out, whatever, they got in their first fight, got their first boyfriend, whatever, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to be, obviously, as a big sis, I'm going to be in their life. I'm going to check on them, make sure they're good and stuff. But there's certain things they're going to go through that I kind of just have to let them go through because I have my own mistakes I had to make or with my mom like you know me and my mom always you know for those of you do those of you that don't know me my mom have always had like a interesting relationship you know like we're working on it but you know there were things I just had to learn like my mom had her life she had her mistakes and things like that but I'm in my own flesh my own spirit and I'm I'm learning I'm working through my life right now and I can't let I have to understand that you know my, my mom is human mm-hmm. and I can't take everything personal when um when when things are falling on me that from some from past trauma that she probably hasn't worked through yet and that's completely fine but y'all gotta understand it's not our job to clean up you know the whole family's trauma work through right. your own personal trauma your own growth and do what you can and be there but understand that your family is your all your family members are human and they have things that they went through things they haven't even worked through yet and you have to know how to distinguish, okay, I'm going to entertain this or I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, how can I help? If I can't help the situation, I have to take care of me. Yeah. You have to try and be a better you from your own personal childhood trauma. Like, yes, there's a lot of trauma that may have been generational that has been passed down all the way, even up until your siblings, you know, after you, but you have to work on your own stuff. Anything that you went through your own childhood, make sure you're working on that. Um, you know, and we're saying this from experience, like I said, it's not easy trying to let go of that role, trying to even know who you are outside of the mediator of the family or the glue of the family, the rock, whatever, even that's hard in itself, but you really have to ask yourself who is Jen outside of all of this? Because if you don't know who you are, 
once you finally start having your own life, you know, you realize your siblings have their own life, they're growing up and stuff, who are you going to be? You can't be trying to save the family the rest of your life. That's exhausting. That's not your purpose in life. You know, so find something that works for you and that helps you be happy so that way when things do get too much in family because come on, let's be real with family, there's always going to be some sort of drama or something happening. Um, when you find your purpose, you can dive into that a little bit more and realize that, yes, this is going on in my family, but it's not everything. It's not overtaking my entire life. And I want to add on, if you're the oldest, don't beat yourself up off of mistakes and that you have your own role that you're doing and mm-hmm. it's okay. You're going to have falls and pits on the process. If you're the youngest and you know, like if you're the youngest and you're going and if you feel like you're the failure of the family or the one who's don't even let that affect you either. In a day, we all, like I said, we all have our own life challenges. And it's like sometimes our family doesn't even understand our, our journey. But that's why it's on you to figure out who you are mm-hmm. so you can understand what, what what you need to do to get to where you want to be in life. And no one's opinion or whatever should stop you. Yeah, we have to remember to be our own person. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we were born alone. Even if you got a twin, you still got your own whole life ahead of you um, outside of being just a twin. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, it's important to realize that you're more than your family trauma. You're more than the struggles. You're more than trying to cover up someone else's mistakes or trying to prevent someone else from going through something. Um, you know, and being the older sibling, we have to realize we can't internalize all that trauma. That's way too much pressure on us. And sometimes we create it on our own. Um, so we need to be mindful of that, but we also need to be mindful of how our family does create that pressure on us too. Mm-hmm. yeah so just love them just love that's mm-hmm. like really the key point here love don't take this serious you know and let off the pressure what's the title june more love less pressure that part <laughs> hey we thank y'all for tuning in shout out to chef leisha for the cool intro job y'all check out her page her food looks so delicious her instagram is c-h-e-f underscore l-i-e-s-h-a-b Thank you, girl. I feel like I can smell your food through your page. (laughs) That part. Yeah, girl. Thank you again. And y'all, make sure y'all check out our podcast website at speakupjv.podbean.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Apple. We appreciate y'all for listening. We hope you enjoyed our episode. Thank y'all. Bye.